0: We should have, like, uh, a theme song.
1: We should.
0: Like, uh, whether you're in Gen X, Y, or Z, come and talk and millenniate with me.
1: I love it.
0: <laughs> well, it's recorded, so <laughs> we can work on it. Yes. Welcome to Milleniating. I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Gabrielle. And thanks for tuning in to another episode.
0: Yeah. We're, uh, learning some things as we go, as we said in the first podcast, uh, and I got some feedback. I think we're going to try and go with a, a sh- bit of a structure this time. So I have a plan in front of me. Um, and hopefully that'll make it a little bit more, um, uh, I don't know, easier to listen to?
1: Easier to follow. Easier yeah. to less follow a, along. Less a stream of consciousness. And uh, for, for somebody like me, my stream of consciousness is just endless Endless, abysmal enigma of stuff. So having some sort of structure. Yeah, we <laughs> ramble
0: um... a lot. Yeah. I think that's it. We <laughs> ramble a lot. So the first, we uh, we're go- let's announce our topic. Yeah. Um, we're going to pick one topic per episode. And just go through a few different exercises with it. Of uh, exercises of thought. Uh, segments, if you will. I don't know if that's what I want to call it. but uh, So our topic today is technology!
1: technology. We all have it. We do, we do. We all have it. Everyone
0: that's ever seen a wheel knows what it is. We're
1: using it, (laughs) um, and technology has come a long way. And There's definitely a million subcategories on just technology alone, but Dan has looked up some history for us, for those who don't know.
0: And this is the briefest, like, this is just, like, maybe some context on things we're going to be talking about today. If we come back to this topic which i'm sure we will we'll just focus on a different aspect of it like um maybe we'll do an episode on like how technology affects television or something like that like uh, who knows but uh so here's my my history section uh the history of technology and just what is it the word technology is of greek origin ooh fancy um technos and logos, technos meaning art and craft, and logos meaning word and speech. So technology was first used to describe the those words of art, or it was the applied arts. Um, but now it's become anything that is an advent that, sorry. It describes advancements and changes that affect the environment around us. Thank you, Wikipedia, for that sentence.
1: Which is, I think, it's really interesting to read those um, technical definitions of technology because it talks about anything that influences your environment around you. But yeah. everybody instantly thinks of, you know, electronics as technology. Because and that's
0: the age we're in. We are right. in the the modern era. Is is an electronic and technologic. I'm using the same word. Can't use technology in the definition. Uh, Yeah, it's an electronic and internet-based age. Right. Um, But, I mean, technology is literally... We're sitting on a couch right now. At one point in time, this couch was technology.
1: Yeah, because it was an invention that changed the way that you... Lounged around your home. Yeah. But still, that's, I what, mean, it, that's what it is. Technology. We don't just
0: sit on wooden planks anymore because someone invented the technology of cushions. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Major thank you to that so, one.
0: But I'm going to skip most of history here and, and go to what we're going to focus on today, which is that the modern era of the internet. So, uh, brief, briefest of histories, the World Wide Web... The www, if you didn't know what it means, and some of you probably don't even know that you used to have to write www dot before a website.
1: I knew that because I had to do it. Yeah. But I like, have no idea what the WWW w- w-
0: Ah, w- World w- Wide Web.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that. that's like I knew that as I knew that as a phrase. I didn't realize that's why that's what that specific WWW was and yeah. that's why we had to put it there. And I know some of you were listening and are like Duh. Ugh, she didn't know me, duh but i'm not one to pay attention to things that aren't that aren't like like i know i have to put www dot, so i just accepted that yeah. and didn't look further into it
0: and we didn't have to do that for too long i mean by no. by high school they figured out that if you're typing www.google.com or just google.com it, the same website came up but when we were in middle school that and wasn't, wasn't necessarily the case. If no. you just put google.com, it would take you to an error page and to say, we have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my
1: God. Or if you accidentally did, like, two W's or messed up the .com mm-hmm. or something like that, it would take you to some ridiculous site that was probably inappropriate for you to come across.
0: That's uh, definitely possible. <laughs> um, well, it, think of it like dialing a phone number. I mean, you were writing an address in to Bring you to a specific server, mm-hmm. and that server returned information that your computer interpreted and showed you pictures and things. Um, so right. if you dial the wrong phone number, you get the wrong person. If you mistyped a, a letter, it would be the same thing as typing a wrong number. Yeah.
1: Um, Except typing a wrong number, sometimes you get like, like you get a person instead of the pizzeria you were trying to reach.
0: It's possible. And,
1: and with the internet, you get. Porn instead of the recipe slate you were That's also to read.
0: possible. <laughs> um, so the World Wide Web be- became a commercial thing in the early 1990s. It was possible to Wasn't use. Was it
1: really that. Was it really the early
0: 90s? Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was probably 1990. The very end of 1990.
1: That's wild.
0: Um, and that's when it went from being a mostly government used. um to something that people that you knew had in their house it was probably someone you knew that had money because computers were still very expensive especially compared to the cost of living like wages in the 90s Mm -hmm. um computer prices have gone way down and inflation has happened Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so it's it's very different um and that was when you could access websites through dial-up?
1: I do remember dial-up. Yeah. I do remember that as a kid because I hated that sound. Ah. Uh, and I was, I was, so I was so I wish worden. I had
0: that up, we could play it. If yeah. you don't know the sound of dial-up, go up. literally just go on youtube and search sound of dial-up and you'll know what we heard every single time we had to connect to the internet and we did have to connect before Before we could use
1: anything yeah Mm -hmm. so i was born in 93 so i'm 25 now obviously and we still had dial-up when i so i was probably i was like a toddler as i was still hearing that sound so now so you know so to me a toddler with this loud like, like it did not bode well for me as it just probably did not bode well for your ears coming out of my mouth
0: so uh at the time there was the dial-up internet i'm gonna be honest for the modern person mostly this was used for email and instant messaging um we did not have well i can say we i was born in 1991 um text messaging was not a thing Phones did not have that capability. Their cell phones were something you carried in like a suitcase. Mm -hmm. It was basically like a car phone still. They were huge. Um, and you just didn't use them. They were solely for emergencies, um, and business. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to type a message to someone, you would email it to them or you would use an instant messaging service. Um, and we Mm. can get into that, but I'm just going to run through the history again. Uh, around 1995 cable modems became a thing and dsl internet became more popular uh it wasn't really adopted into use in the average household until 1999 so that's when the speed of internet went from like the slowest thing you could experience today to a decent speed where you could maybe uh access a website within like 30 seconds compared to like three minutes right um i i remember going on something like a game website like neopets and the loading bar for a game would take maybe 10 minutes on dial-up for the game to actually start so you would click it and then you'd walk away and you'd get a snack you'd see what's on tv and then you'd hear the music come on the speakers, and you'd be like, game's ready, and then you could go play it. Mm-hmm. DSL made it so that you could click on the game, and within the minute, you would be playing it. Now it's instant.
1: Now it's instant, and if it takes longer than 15 seconds, I get very angry <laughs> at my technology.
0: Um, Wi-Fi did not really exist That's... until 1997, it because it, it couldn't have really worked with dial-up. No. Wi-Fi and dial-up did not really mix. Right.
1: Um, I don't even think...
0: DSL, it, it came around the time, usually around 99 or 2000, early 2000s. If you got DSL, usually it was through like Comcast or Verizon or Time Warner, wherever you live, had different uh, providers. Um, they would usually send the router with, with the modem. So, he would provide some Wi-Fi.
1: What's crazy is I don't remember as a kid, I don't remember those benchmarks in the perspective. So, like, like I remember having dial-up, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. And my my dad works with computers and software. So he always brought home parts and built us a new computer, and it just it just got faster. and, I have no recollection of when we got Wi-Fi, but because that's what my dad does, I know we had a router almost as Mm -hmm. soon as they were available because, you know, his work would get rid of the old ones and recycling technology, recycling that kind of stuff wasn't really, you know, we don't know how to properly do it. At first, you know.
0: Yeah, he just threw it out.
1: Exactly. So he would bring <laughs> home that thrown out stuff, and he would fix it and edit it, and we'd use it. Yeah. But I very distinctly remember the evolution, very specifically, of the physical phone. I remember that evolution.
0: So, yeah, where was I? The when I wrote down that in 1997, the main use for Wi-Fi was a laptop. If you had a laptop computer that could access Wi-Fi, um, you would be able to use your internet without plugging it into the the cable. Yeah. Um, because the first smartphone that was commercially accepted was the Apple iPhone. And that was introduced on June 29, 2007. Um, and it was the first commercial phone that really gave you access to the internet there were phones before that that could use wi-fi oh my god and then if usually, you accidentally
1: hit the the internet button on your phone you would push it end like 14 million times because so it would charge ax- you yeah because you didn't yes. access it because it would charge your parents I um, that. and
0: times. at that time really all you could do was access like downloading some mm-hmm. some things like a background for your phone
1: but it would still charge you
0: yeah it would definitely charge. just you. for
1: access um
0: as data transfer charges were very very high, oh, yeah. um, but mostly it was used for email. Again, the first usage was can I get email on my phone? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: again, text messaging was around at that point, but email was more popular, more in use for things that were over like eighty letters. Right. Um, and text messages also charged you by the message. Yeah, so I
1: remember that. So email was
0: email was. Cheaper if you were gonna write a long, a long
1: message. message out, right? Yeah, because you could, you could only send so many characters in a text message, right? Too.
0: And if you're getting charged ten cents per message, then breaking it up into ten messages would be the same as sending one email, basically, right. depending on how much time it took. Um, and then, so I the last thing I have on the history before we really dive into. The rest of it is that the first Droid phone, so the first non-Apple smartphone um, that brought the internet into your pockets was not released until two years later in 2009. Um, I did not get the date that Apple iPhone became really accessible. I know it was introduced June 29, 2007. That doesn't mean it was in everyone's pockets.
1: When did Um, the BlackBerry come out?
0: That had been around.
1: I was going to say, because I remember that before iPhones came out. iPods and iPhones.
0: I didn't look into that because the BlackBerry was very much a business phone.
1: Very much. I actually had a classmate that, like, his dad had given him his old BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. And it had to have been eighth grade or so. And he thought he was the coolest kid for having that BlackBerry. And so we all wanted to see it and blah, blah, blah. And my biggest complaint about the BlackBerry was that the numbers were the buttons were so tiny, that I hit like a million at once.
0: But they had physical buttons.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but I don't understand how grown people use them.
0: I mean, all of my cell phones had very tiny buttons as well, but.
1: But I mean, comparatively to like so one of the keyboard (laughs) phones that I had was the Envy. Yeah. Those those buttons were a little bit bigger. bigger. Yeah, but the BlackBerry buttons were like pinpoint size.
0: I had the samsung alias which was one of the phones where you could flip it both ways if you flipped mm. it up then the I remember
1: those commercials yeah the
0: buttons worked like, like a, a keyboard yeah you could flip it sideways for the keyboard or up for the keyboard. and long ways would just provide you the the arrow buttons that you would normally use yeah um so
1: i remember those that was right after the razor right
0: it was around the same time yeah
1: Man, the
0: razor was a huge hit too. Yeah, so that was my that's my history, um, and that is segment one, which
1: we're, we're
0: keeping up decent time. I wanted to be a little bit faster than that, but that's okay. Um, so, the next segment I have is why is this technology a positive thing for millennials? I figure each of us can. Can pick something.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. So um, very specifically to the to the phone advancement, I think one of the most positive things that have come out of it in our time in our lifetime is one instant connection to people. You know, if a family member moves two hours away, that was that was a lifetime before you had phones and stuff like that. You know, now now you can get in touch with them quickly if they move to different states. Like forget it. You know, if you didn't live within. 3 miles of your family. You like didn't see them. And uh I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of families would stay in the same area. And now it's a lot more common for kids for teenagers and young adults to move away because they have this instant access. They have mm-hmm. FaceTime, they have emails and all of it you can get right on your phone mm-hmm. from anywhere, which which I think is a huge positive. And then also building off that is you meet a lot of new people now with through phones and stuff like that. I mean, me and Dan met because of a game on because of Pokemon Go on mm-hmm. on you know as an app on phones and not afraid to admit that nerdiness because I've made some of my best friends through that game and meeting up with them and yeah it wouldn't have happened if these advancements advancements with technology didn't happen.
0: Yeah, um, my positive thing is also basically about the connectivity um but i'm just gonna focus on like the connectivity of the world oh yeah there were so many like moments as a kid that i could remember of like being like you would find something out and then you'd think like how did i not know about this awful thing happening next door with when like you know I pay attention. I read, like, the newspaper. Like, I would talk to people. I wasn't, like, just in my own world the whole time. But now, with the technology, news spreads faster. And not just faster, but we have more access to people's own uh, versions.
1: Of that story, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You can
0: get news from the source now people will put a facebook message up about what happened to them they will tweet out their experience of something that's being reported on they you can respond to a a news article with comments mm-hmm. and if they're not showing the information in the right way there are sources like something like snopes that will check fact check them Um, So if you're willing to do the research, so much information is at our fingertips now. um, And that can bring such a connectivity to places that you've never been or thought of going.
1: Right. It it brings a lot more awareness to what's going on Mm -hmm. in the world. You know, when we were kids, all you heard was what you heard in history class or saw on the TV. Like you said. Yeah, and so much of
0: that was wrong.
1: (laughs) Very wrong. You know, history
0: books were very very bad
1: very bad still are um, but now well, you can mostly
0: just exclusionary of so many real things so that happen so many
1: things and now you like, you can fact check your textbook right and that's great i think it's i think it's keeping publishers and writers of those things in our education system it's forcing them to be more honest with some of their teachings because the kids can go look it up and Mm -hmm. in school they encourage that you fact check everything you know because you wrote the papers and you did the current events and when you did the current event and you were just like oh this is what happened your teacher would be like well how do you are you sure like where was your source where did you get this from who did you Mm -hmm. check it with you know and now we're forcing people to fact check
0: yeah, when I was in school, our fact checking was, if you did a research paper, you had to read five different books about it and compare them. Oh my god, I remember. Like and basically just try and figure out who was telling the truth the best, like what version was the closest to what happened, what conflicted with everyone else's story. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can go online and find the information from a much closer source usually right um
1: and easier to read oh my god i remember when they would send us to the library library and it would be like when you had your research article it'd be like okay you need two books as your sources and then you can use one website and a magazine and you were like you were like oh but there's so many books and look i have all these web articles and now it's like as long as it's a scholarly article offline we're fine
0: right Well, I remember having to find articles that provided, like, a decent source, and for the longest time, I mean, I am much older than Google. (laughs)
1: Like.
0: It's true. I would have to go on, like, Yahoo search or Ask Jeeves. Um,
1: Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Oh, my God. We used to just play with that. Right.
0: Well, they had some fun answers programmed in, some little Easter eggs. Yeah. yeah, we would have to find a website with information. And most of them were just like some college kid doing a project made a website mm-hmm. and it was their, basically their research paper on a website. So you would cite them and it was basically this like, Crappy thing made on Geo cities with like neon purple font on a black background.
1: Yes.
0: That was so much of the internet.
1: So much of the In internet. In the early
0: 2000s. Oi. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my positivity. So now let's go. What's a negative thing that this has brought?
1: I think the most obvious negative thing is uh, people constantly being on them and how distracting it is between driving and just walking or at work you know what I mean so like I take the train into work and I walk from the train station to work the number of people that almost walk into me because they're looking down at their phone is awful I walk three blocks and almost run into so many people and like I mean, I do it too. I'm on my phone when I'm walking, but I'm not looking dead down at my feet or not checking up to see what's around. You know what I mean? That, and then you get people who are at work and are all in the lot, and that becomes a huge problem, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's an extent of how much you you can be on it. I think it's unrealistic for employees to say you can never be on your phone now at work because it does have so, much on it you know like people put their schedules in there or important articles or emails like it's all stored there so sometimes you're on it for a reason um but people also fudge that reason because they want to be on it oh yeah so uh, but I think I think the distraction of them is probably one of the biggest harms that has come out of it
0: yeah I can't tell you how many times I was like oh gotta check the time just to like,
1: just to see if you got any text messages or something? Just to swipe
0: my messenger and see if it was, uh, yep. see if I, see if someone responded to something.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't even have to read it. I just kind of wanted to know if the response was there. Like, didn't they respond to me yet or should I be worried? Or... Right.
1: Exactly. And now, like, and especially with driving, you know how you look, you, uh, most people do this. I think. I do it. You look into the person's car to see... Who's driving like an idiot and why they're driving like an idiot and a lot of the time it's because they're on their phone and when you're on 95 and you're going 50 in the left-hand lane because Mm -hmm. you're texting you're an idiot
0: i also don't understand in at this point why there are people that still use their phones in the car in their hand Like, get a heads-up display. Like, put a magnet on your... uh, Dashboard. Yeah, on the dashboard, in your vent. There's so many options on how to mount a phone in a car.
1: Right, and then all you have to do is lean forward and tap what you're looking for. Right. Especially with, like, GPS purposes, they're great. I have one. I have a magnet in my car that I put my phone on, which is great for GPS or if I'm streaming music from it. Or, like you said, if I just want to see... Like, if that person responded to me or something, like, it pops up, and I see their name, and if you have your preview open, then you see the preview of their response, and it's right there in front of your face.
0: I have driven past people who are literally, like, heads looking into their lap, because they're on their phone.
1: Which is ridiculous today. What year is it? Right, right, exactly. These problems, those, these problems should be getting better, not worse.
0: let me preface this now that i've said it but like i'm not encouraging you to use your phone while driving but if you have to do something even if it's like change the song on your spotify get that phone on a mount because then you have one finger like that you can do everything with and you can like literally just poke spotify Go to your recently played and pick the song that you want. It takes three seconds. And the whole time, you're not looking away from the road.
1: Right. Same thing with uh, talk to text. You know, if you really have to respond to that text message emergently right now, talk
0: to text. Open and no it, one with the mic and talk cares to text. if it's spelled wrong.
1: Right. No. Everybody understands it. And if it is that bad, you say, I'm sorry, I'm driving. And I'll right. respond to you afterwards. Right. It's, it's some of the some of the harmful things that have come out of technology, mm-hmm. uh, specifically out of some of the technology that has been around for a while now, should not still be problems. There are inventions out there like the magnet on the dashboard, or like there are cars that you can hook your phone up to now and the text messages will come up like on yeah. the screen. There are inventions to prevent these issues. Yeah. So so they should be decreasing.
0: <laughs> should be. Should be. Um, <laughs> right. I... I am a little bit out of the Apple iPhone world at this point. Um, I switched to the Google pixel when it came out um, because I am a musician and Apple was getting rid of their headphone jack. So I switched. That was the time that I figured, you know what? I, I like Apple devices. I like the connectivity, but Android phones are fine like they're just as good maybe better in some aspects so i'll go and try it i tried it out immediately when i got swipe text which if you're an apple user i don't know if it's available yet
1: i think you to download an app for it
0: I, there's definitely ways to get it on there but yeah, i don't but know it's if it's not a default.
1: automatic it's not
0: so android phones you get swipe text you can just say yes i want that mm-hmm. and for those of you that don't use it What it is, is you put your finger down on the first letter of a word, and then you just swipe your finger to all the other letters, and it tracks your movement, and it pulls the word up.
1: Which is really cool.
0: It is such a, like, focus saver. You do not have to focus in and find every single letter. I mean, it knows what your word is because right. it combines with predictive text so even if you didn't hit every letter perfectly it, nine out of ten times it gets that word right right and if it doesn't it'll give you the predictive text options at the top it'll say like which of these three words did you really mean right. and you just tap it i mean that I don't use while you're driving but <laughs> yeah, no
1: when but uh when, when
0: i'm at a red light and uh, it's on my ready, magnet and, yeah. i can just with one finger reach over and words
1: yeah, when we... Be when right there. When you had to text on the older phones by hitting like seven, three times and like that, I used predictive texting because uh, it made that a lot faster. With the iPhone, I don't because my thumbs type way faster than predictive testing. Texting? Testing. Yeah. Texting. So by the time it's completing the one word, my thoughts are three sentences ahead and my thumbs are like between that.
0: So little, uh, little admission here right now. I used to text in
1: class. (gasps) Ridiculous. Oh my god.
0: Um, Because I did not use predictive texting. I trained myself... You
1: didn't have to look down?
0: ...to text with one hand in my pocket.
1: Yeah, I did it all the time. I got one
0: hand in my pocket. And you... And the other one's taking a Spanish test. It,
1: like, (laughs) it, it was this weird amazing sensation too when you didn't get caught doing it in yeah. class especially in high school you know what i mean You'd be
0: like, i still can do it like if i had a number pad in my hand i would still definitely be able to yeah. tap, tap 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 space tap tap, 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 tap. Mm-hmm. like i knew exactly what i was doing uh that it just becomes second nature right it was fun <laughs> it was a fun lot to of people now
1: i think the other big thing is is you know like I've learned how to type for the most part without looking at my phone unless it's gonna be a long text so that I can still look up at people as I'm answering that text now my ability to talk while typing and doing something different isn't perfected but there are people who are good at it and it makes it a lot less rude and that's I think that's the I think with the with the constantly distracted thing it's harming relationships because you know you go to the movies and you sit on your phone or you're on a date and you're on your phone and I'm I'm you know not saying I don't do it like I do Mm -hmm. but I have to make I've been trying to make the conscious decision of when I'm with people or if I'm out on a date or if I'm at this activity or something I put my phone down even at night now like if I'm winding down and getting ready for bed I'll take that, like, last hour and a half, two hour window before I'm going to crawl into bed and I'll plug my phone in early so that I'm off of it and my mind is winding down away from the phone. Now, when I get back in bed, sometimes I scroll on it mindlessly, but that's all I do.
0: Yeah, I have been telling myself for years that I'm going to be the type of person that puts their phone on the, like, counter and doesn't look at it till the morning. It's, It's an addiction. It's so hard but um, that's
1: a lot of people are addicted to their phone. It is.
0: It's such an addiction. And it is one of those things that I encourage if you can put it down, put it down. I mean, even just days where I put it down to charge and walk away if I know I'm going to be home. Right. I, people will call me. I'll get messages. But I just, I left it on the counter. I don't know about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll read a book. I'll watch TV. I'll practice piano. Like, I just won't have that constant Buzz in my pocket, right? And then I look at it, and you know what? I have not lost a single friendship from missing a phone call. Like, yeah, people will be fine without you,
1: right? So now, um, flip side of that, and one of the reasons, one of this is definitely a reason why tech, why phones specifically are good and bad. That instant connection, knowing where people are, but then somebody like me, I have actually developed. And anxiety of being away from my phone. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of people chalk that up to addiction. They're like, oh, you can't go a week without it, blah, blah, blah. And it's not that. It's because I can remember three very distinct days in my life where I put my phone down or other people put their phone down and something bad happened and they couldn't get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. So the first one was in high school. It was the one day I had turned my phone off for the day. It was a Friday, and they were already – it wasn't a Friday. I don't remember what day it is, but it was one of those days where they made the announcement of, like, you know, increase in phones, blah, blah, blah. If we see it, we take it. And I didn't want to risk that, so I shut it off, and I put it away. And then I didn't turn it back on till I got – I was walking to the bus that day, and that was the day that my sister's AVM burst. So I had no idea that my mm-hmm. mom was on her way down to chop, that she was getting flown down to chop, and my one, my other sister who's in high school with me comes running off the bus crying because she did get the message before I did, and that was bad. The second time, um, my dad had a stroke, which he's fine from, but again, like I was, I think I was coaching or something, and I put my phone away so I could focus on the kids, and my family couldn't get in touch with me. Yeah. And then on the opposite end of that, when I had my car accident nobody was answering. I have four siblings, two parents, and I had a boyfriend at the time, and none of them were answering the EMTs or the nurses or anything.
0: You have a boyfriend now.
1: I have a boyfriend now, too. It's, it's a just, different, a, different it's just a different boyfriend. It's just a different boyfriend. So literally for an hour and a half, I'm sitting in a neck collar getting IVs, getting medications, getting a CAT scan, getting tests done because I'm in excruciating pain and was just in a car accident. And no one knows where I am, mm-hmm. and I was panicking because they didn't know. You know, like my parents were expecting me home in a little bit. I had just left my ex's house. Like nobody knew, and it freaked me out. Yeah. So I actually, and and this became a problem later in life because it it did become a thing where like even at work, like my phone had to be on me, or I was I was incredibly anxious about people not being able to get in touch with me. So one of the ways that I fixed that was with a further advancement in technology, which is the Apple Watch. So my I got the Apple Watch. It was actually a gift to me, which is you know good. But I had been wanting one because all of your text messages show up on the watch. Mm-hmm. So now if I get a call or a text while I'm at work, it's a quick glance and a swipe away to be like, oh, that's not important. And it's it's given me the ability to go a lot longer without my phone because it comes right to my wrist and I can acknowledge it or not. Um, And that was a personal adjustment that I had to make, but I know that there are other people who do it too. And it's, you know, there, there are ways to fix that addiction or anxiety now. It's also
0: kind of just a philosophy for me. It's like, I understand you want people to know where you are. You want to know when something bad happens, Mm -hmm. but the most important thing is that you had that ambulance hmm Like, you...
1: Right. Somebody else had techn- a phone on them and was able to call 911 for us.
0: Right. And that is a very big positive of technology. Huge. But the rest of that communication doesn't solve the problem. No. So the phone isn't really helping you there past the initial, like, yes, we got an ambulance. If someone has their phone off and doesn't know that you were in a car accident... When they find out, they might feel bad that they missed that. But you, in my view, it's like you cannot be connected to everyone 100% of your time. It's not realistic. It's not possible. It's like multitasking to the 2,000 degree. You're like, absolutely right. And it's right. just like, just put the phone down. It's going to help you in so many other aspects of your life. Keep it in your pocket, but like get out of the habit of checking it all the time. Right. That's the addiction.
1: But, and the thing, like, I, you're right. You're totally right. But again, in that situation, not not everybody needed to know that I was in a car accident, right? But none of them knew. Yeah. So I didn't know who was coming to get me. I didn't know if I was getting admitted. If some people, somebody was coming to handle the paperwork, I had lost consciousness. I couldn't see. I, You know, like, there's so much going on.
0: I and, mean, I want to save a little bit of this for another segment a little bit later um, because I do want one of our, one of the segments I plan to try out is just how does it relate to other generations but think about like the the generations before us that didn't have this technology mm-hmm. th- some people moved away from their family to, from to get like, away
1: from their family
0: yeah well like Pennsylvania to California they're in a car accident in California they go to the hospital they don't get to a landline phone until they're out
1: Yeah, and if they don't
0: have someone to call their family, there, there were families that found out that their kids were in a an ambulance, or like went to the hospital, a week after it happened. I can't even imagine. It's just you. You just have to accept that things happen in life. You cannot be a hundred percent on top of it. Right. And like, the technology, increases the anxiety of like every time your phone rings what is it about yeah like definitely. if we didn't have this technology you would just have to accept that some things are out of your control and you just have to fig you find out when you find out
1: right which um, is definitely a me issue <laughs> a i me think it's issue. a lot of people i
0: don't think that's just you i think that's a really relatable thing like you it, for me like i'm so used to even at this point texting and messaging so much that when someone actually calls me I think it's something bad right like that's when my anxiety if my mom calls me instead of texting me because she does text me then I'm worried like what do you need to get me right now about why is it so urgent yeah and half the time I mean more almost 100% of the time it's really just like oh I thought about this thing I wanted to say it to you now before I forgot I mean the the only people that call me like if it's a work phone call, I expect a phone call and not a text. Right. That makes sense because that's a professional thing that we're still holding on to in a lot of jobs.
1: Well, that's something actually very – that I was actually just about to bring this up. So I'm a nurse, for those of you who haven't heard the other stuff yet. So I'm a nurse, and I work on a neurology floor with a lot of stroke patients. And so we have a very specific team of doctors that we work with and residents and stuff that are specifically in with stroke right now. And we each nurse has a phone, and that's something that a lot of the hospitals are moving towards is having a phone to get in touch with the other nurses with or so that patients can call you directly or that call bells can go to you. There's, like, a lot of things that it's used for. One of the things that we use it for is to actually text the doctors, which has made clustering care and like taking time out of us to put the call and wait for the return call and then if they don't call back like for little things you know so for example those of you some of you might have no idea what this means but like blood pressure parameters if we have a patient who we want their blood pressure less than 160 because it could cause them to bleed and now it's 167 that's not urgent enough that we need to call them right away but we can text them and be like Hey, do you want us to wait and see what the next one is? Or do you want us to do something right now? And that, that part has been really helpful. We've had to find ways to differentiate personal phone from work phone, because Mm -hmm. then you have families who are like, oh, well, she's on her phone and you're like, um, I'm I'm texting a doctor, not, you know, um, but again, things that we're improving and using them for. And it's been really nice.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. the only other people like my grandmom calls me.
1: <laughs>
0: I expect my that call me too. my grandmom's not gonna text me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it's always funny when they do though. My my grandparents try to text sometimes. It's really it's funny. Oh, it used to be funny. We text no, them a lot. No,
0: my grandmoms do not even attempt texting.
1: My one grandmother, two of them, both my grandmothers have bit emojis.
0: Oh, that's cute. It <laughs>
1: is cute.
0: <laughs> no, my they have. Uh, they still have flip phones mm-hmm. like we got them those
1: i think my poppy still has a flip phone
0: yeah we got them those flip phones with like the really big buttons that make it easier <laughs> like
1: to... i always think it's so funny when you're like on the train or a bus or whatever and you see an older person texting and their letters are like one letters like the whole screen because they make it bigger
0: oh they magnify the screen yeah, yeah.
1: for oh, i always think that's so funny
0: yeah um I mean, I had a negativity thing, but I think we're just going to, I'm going to skip it for now. We'll come back to that in another one, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Because we we went over a lot of things in that. We
1: did. And ways Um, to improve, too. So now, you know, the difference between the generations is, like, a way that we all tie together with the technology.
0: So now it's time for a personal anecdote. Just something about us as millennials. What's something you remember about technology growing up? that that you think probably affects you today
1: um besides that whole like anxiety thing right now with my little sister that was that was like my big thing when she when she had that avm burst and she had to get flown to chop and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and that was like we were glued to our phones for the entire point of her stay because mm-hmm. we all wanted to know. Like, I had my cell phone and my house phone next to me in bed because I needed to know and I wanted to know what was going on. And like you said, before, like, before those were big things, people would be in the hospital and it'd be like, okay, you either know which hospital they're in and you call the nurse's station and they connect you to their room and you find out how they are, or you wait till they're out to find out. Right. Which... I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have been able to do as a kid. I would have lost my (laughs) mind being that way. But that's something only our... Like, that's something that started with our generation.
0: Yeah, Um, that level of communication really update. like
1: instant updates on things, you know?
0: So much so that uh, my family has an app that connects all of our GPSs. So we all can look on me, my sister and my parents and see where anyone is. And we can, uh, like go on and see, we label things. So like home is my parents' house Mm -hmm. and you can set alerts for when people get there. So, that's cool. Uh, my parents have the alert set up for, for everyone basically. So (laughs) if they get home or if me or Amy go visit, Mm -hmm their phone chimes and it gives us a little like this person's at home. I have it set up. I don't need to know if my parents get to their house. Right. Uh, But I do have it set up to know if Amy's there. And she, I think, has it set up to know if I get there. Um, Because if I need to get something from my parents' house or like talk to them, um, I can, I'll get a little alert that's just like, Amy has arrived home. Right. And I can just be like, oh, you're there. Can I can you ask mom this, or can you get this thing for me? Or did you bring this that we said we were going to bring over 20 times and didn't yet. <laughs> um, so it's just like an extra thing for communication for us, but it also helps like my parents are worriers, especially my mom. And she used to call us all the time. I mean, that was like growing up. My first cell phone was because I was given that as a gift because I was staying after school for musical practice. That is and
1: exactly what happened with me. Yeah. That's how I got my first phone yeah. in and eighth grade.
0: If something went wrong, I was expected to call, or when it was yeah. done, if I didn't see my parents there, I had to call their cell phone. Um, so that was that was what my cell phone was for, even though I used it mostly to text my friends. Friends, Right,
1: yeah. and I think that safety and security is what bought, brought both of like our generation and our parents' generations, together. Yeah. Because now it now that instant connection wasn't just us getting to our friends; it was them having this safety and security of knowing where we are and being able to reach us if we were unreachable. You know, if we were. Yeah, but unreachable. again,
0: our anxiety levels. Think about that for your children. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, I. I, there, I don't know what
1: I'm gonna do when I have kids.
0: There must have been some kind of comfort. In just not knowing like you could be a worrier, but you, you knew that you didn't need to worry until like four fifteen When you went to pick your kid up, if you didn't see your kid, there was probably always that little worry of like, what if they're not there? Right. That didn't go away. But now you also have the, what if I texted them and they didn't Don't respond? Man. Right. You, you, that, that minute of like, time that you were supposed to worry Mm -hmm. then be expanded to always
1: (laughs) I think that's also that I think that also stems from the shift in how untrusting people are of society you know like when we were kids and I say that very generally they're just the big words um but when we were kids you know our two cul-de-sacs were back to back and we had a bunch of kids that we'd go play with and you know mom and dad would be like okay have fun be back by dinner And, like, that was the end of that. We'd go out and play. Our parents didn't even know where we are. They trusted that we were in the neighborhood and with other kids and safe. And we'd show up at home. And you're right. If we didn't come home by that time, then they'd call the other parents and be like, are so-and-so with you? Are they with you? Do you know where all the kids are? And that was, you know, they, they trusted each other and where we were that they had that, you know, they didn't have to worry about it. And then... You know, I guess with the instant access and instant news, you know, you they started hearing more and more about, like, kidnappings and kids oh, yeah. going missing and things like that, and then they no longer had that trust in... They
0: realized what was actually happening in the world. Right. Right. I mean, I listened to My Favorite Murder, a podcast that talks all about this stuff, <laughs> and, like, the scariest decades were really, like, the 60s to the early 90s. Yeah. Like so many crazy people doing whatever they wanted and you just didn't know about it
1: and i feel like it seems worse now because there's instant news you know what i mean i mean it's it's also it's worse because there's you know more people and inflation and change and stuff like that but like
0: oh i think some things are definitely getting better right i know i I agree with you i mean when you look at a lot of of surveys and things like people are safer Mm -hmm. now than they were in certain categories right um yeah that's that's another time we can talk about crime on a podcast <laughs> um, uh yeah
1: yeah so that i mean so then what's what's something that we can do to improve all of these things right so i mean there's the intergenerational Um, gaps that I feel like we're all naturally fixing. You know, we're teaching our grandparents how to use iPads and a lot of them know how to use iPhones now to be in touch Mm -hmm. with their younger, with their great-grandkids or their grandkids and um, I think that's helped a lot too, but our, you know, our generation has a huge distraction problem that...
0: Yeah. I think relating this to the other generations, it's just like the things that you used to to do... Naturally increased your focus it was just like right. you only had a few tasks in front of you at a time you didn't have distractions everywhere like maybe you had a television but if that tv was on a commercial break like what what were you gonna do you could sit there and listen to the commercials or you could go make a snack
1: or you could run to the bathroom and have your sibling scream it's bad when you're still in there it goes sprinting back to the television so you don't The
0: TV's The show's on Hurry (laughs) up,
1: hurry up Oh my god I remember that Yes And if somebody was in the downstairs bathroom and you'd go upstairs to the upstairs bathroom it was like a whole other game trying to get back to the TV
0: So that Oh this relates to my personal connection Go ahead Um Growing up Again I mentioned earlier like technology was very expensive So you did not have a ton of different things in the house Mm -hmm. we had one computer our first computer did not have the internet it was i don't even know what i don't know what it was we got it from my aunt i think when she got a new computer she gave us her old one Mm -hmm. it had a floppy disk drive so if we had a floppy disk that had a program on it that we wanted to run like like Shark Pinball or, or Alien Invader Pinball. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very pinball related. Uh, you could run that. But other than that, this pro- had about probably nine programs on it. Um, the programs were, from what I remember, there was a typing tutor. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a an encyclopedia, a limited encyclopedia, that you could kind of search things on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a human anatomy... Simulator, so it was like a. It had like, one of those outlines of a person, and you could like click on something. And it would be like this is the spleen. Interesting. And this is the the liver, and you could like it told you you could separate by like organs and muscles and stuff. So it was very like educational based. Right. Um. It did have Tetris. Tetris. And Tetris was like the biggest competition in I our family. That game.
1: Yeah, beating each other's high school. Oh yeah,
0: me, my sister, and my mom all were like what level can you get to i'm on level 11 it's going really fast (laughs) like so that was our big like get up let me see if i can beat your score right like that was the early thing i don't remember what the other things were honestly there were some other programs on it i do not remember i don't either um then the next computer we had was a gateway it came in a cow box (laughs) (laughs) Gateway. I don't even know why this was their, like, mascot thing, but it was a big box with Calpray on it. Yes, it Um, was. And that had access to the internet, and it also came with Microsoft Puzzle Pack, which became our new family uh, competition. (laughs) Um, So what started to happen was we would have, like, basically races for who could get to the computer chair, Because whoever sat down in the chair was able to use the computer.
1: Yep. We did that too. We would, uh, it got to the point where sometimes we would set alarms to wake up before each other and beat them to the computer. Yep.
0: My Saturday morning ritual, after I was done these like, oh, these, I had to take like swim classes on Saturday mornings as a really little kid. Once all that Saturday morning was done and I could just like have my day, Mm -hmm. I would wake up at, like, 6 a.m. So I could get, like, run down the stairs, pour a bowl of cereal. I would turn my TV on to Saturday morning cartoons because I knew they started around 8 or 7.30 or so. And I would sit on the computer. Yep. (laughs) And I had a very long room, like, a long den. And on one side was this, like, 12-inch tube TV. Maybe it was, like, a 20-inch TV. Like... 15, 16 feet away from me, blasting the volume for my cartoons. On the other side of the room was the computer. And I would just swivel back and forth, playing my Neopets, my games on the computer, and then watching cartoons. And it was, like, that was dial-up time, too. So when we wanted to get on the computer, if someone needed to make phone calls, you could not. Uh, Yeah. So... You would log off the internet and just play like puzzle games and things like solitaire and free Cell. and then you would be like, "You done with the phone call?" And then you go back on <laughs> and, and then you'd play go some back games. On. Instant message with your friends. Um, so that was that's my big like. We used to compete for what, who got the computer when like, and it was usually me. I was. <laughs> I was much more devious. Amy would wake up whenever she wanted to and just be like, "Uh, "Ugh, let me talk to my friends." Yeah, I
1: think it got to the point where a couple of where uh, I just always woke up early, so I tended to beat them that way. And then Jerry started waking up earliest, and Alyssa always just wanted to sleep in, so it was typically me. But then it got to the point where I was like, I'm sick of this. I want to sleep more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That was my personal connection. (laughs) Um, real quick, like, relate it to other generations. Like, what's one big thing that you think, um, the generation before us had to deal with with technology or related to us?
1: Um, probably, um technology wise like what came out while they were
0: well just like what how do we relate our millennial issues to people older than us
1: well we you know we we teach them how to use them so that that's less of a i mean some people think it's a real burden to teach the older generation how to use them you know like my mom's computer illiterate Mm -hmm. i I shouldn't say that my mom knows how to use a computer um but she'll you know she'll even say that sometimes you know if it's, it's if it's outside the scope of her email, the three games that she has downloaded there, and sites to get more games, it's, like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, well, and online shopping, obviously, but, um, yeah. you know, so helping them out. And, and, uh, I'm drawing okay. a blank now. So my, train of thought just my it.
0: relation to the other generations is just, like, kind of the ease of use of technology has created some different responses to it through the generations. Mm-hmm. So, like. Uh, or the earliest technology was not easy to use you had to have a large like knowledge set yeah. even like i said earlier like having to type that website in perfectly like before that you had to know how to type in an ip address like if you wanted to connect to a server before the world wide web
1: i, remember. I don't I remember we didn't that
0: have to do that but
1: but i don't remember that specifically. that was
0: like if you had something capable of Reaching it in the eighties.
1: It used to also be though. There was a point in time, and I can't remember what it was, where if you erased that HTTP whatever mm-hmm. before you wrote www, it also didn't work properly. Right. Like Yeah, write everything in perfect, front yeah. of the www. So
0: as it got easier to use, we had less skill sets to develop. So like our parents had typing class in school, we had typing class in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the generation now, most of them have typing class in school. Yeah.
1: And they don't really do cursive anymore now. They don't really, it depends on school.
0: That's an optional thing now, but like our parents, they typed on keyboard on typewriters. Yeah. They just, or maybe they had an electronic typewriter. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that taught them the skill. We had keyboards on our computers. So like we had games. Designed to help us learn how to type. type, Um,
1: And how to type without looking. I remember looking. Well, it
0: was such a necessity for us to learn how to type because the access to the computer was the keyboard. And for for a lot of computers now, it still is. But the generation after us, they have so many touch screen options and voice to text options Mm -hmm. that they don't need. The keyboard as much so the typing classes in school um like as when i observe kids typing as a teacher their skill level is abysmal compared to what i would expect it to be <laughs> like a lot so many are, are just doing one finger typing and being like they're looking at the keyboard the whole time and then you like you're like why do they do that why aren't they practicing at home well because at home their main computer is an ipad
1: usually yeah. and
0: they are typing with one finger because that is how you type on an ipad
1: right it's either an ipad or it's an xbox or a playstation where you use the joystick to type everything
0: that's possible too or it's a phone where you just talk into it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um or it's a, a an echo yeah and you uh
1: it's instant
0: yeah so you just speak to it mm-hmm. um so yeah we're almost at our hour so a quick little what's one thing that you think will um improve life or improve technology what's an improvement
1: i think the biggest the biggest improvement we all need to make is just awareness and that sounds so big and general and it's not just being aware of other people using their technology and the way you're using it but people also need to be more aware of like we were saying of like accessories that you can get and different pieces of technology that you can get and use Mm -hmm. to try to decrease these distractions or incidents or you know problems that they're causing you know like you said like the magnet in the car that that decreases the amount that your eyes are off the road and down in your lap Mm -hmm. and you know getting maybe getting your maybe getting an ipad with a keyboard that attaches so that your kids have to spend a time or two using the keyboard not the touch screen that's something that you can do on them you can get the attachment you know get that
0: tactile feel back
1: right you know like i i think i think that the awareness in technology is like the awareness in news you know people want to see and hear and do what they want to do and you know they don't they don't always remember how it affects the other people around them so you know Mm -hmm. when you're out on a date or out to dinner with your family Like, put your phone down. Yeah. Again, I'm really bad about this.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone, I think, has a degree of it.
1: Right. But put your phone down.
0: Addiction.
1: Make eye contact. I think a lot of social skills have decreased, too, because people aren't necessarily making eye contact with their typing.
0: It's possible. I don't know if I... As a kid, I didn't really make a ton of eye contact either when I talked to people, because I was either doing something or... Like, sometimes it's just uncomfortable depending on who you're talking to. Well, yeah,
1: but... Yeah, I mean, you know. You mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can um, dive into that another time, though.
0: My improvement, honestly, for technology, I think my improvement is enjoy it, but use it less. Yeah. There, There's a fake world that you develop when you are a, a, immersed in technology, and the natural world around us uh, wasn't necessarily built to sustain its needs. um get up and make food like yeah. like do not sit on your computer all day or on your phone and then forget to eat right like do not
1: uh or eating out of the same big bag of chips or pops. right all like day don't eat
0: like go make some food expand your horizons go out and meet people if you meet them online first good like go expand your circle but meet up with them to be one of those people that like Oh, I I was on the computer talking to the same chat group for three years, and then we met up and had lunch one day. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, go do that. Like, get into the real world Mm -hmm. and use technology as what it was intended for. It's an accessory that affects the environment around us, and it advances things. It does not replace them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's end this with a couple questions. So one, I want to know what is something that you think or an accessory that exists or, you know, something that you did that you think helped improve either technology or the use of it or decrease the distraction or like Dan and I said, you know, go going and meeting people. Dan and I met through, you know, deciding to get outside and get out of yeah, the game. Yeah, technology helped
0: the... us go outside sometimes.
1: Yeah. So Pokemon, what what do you do, or what piece of technology do you use, or have, or have seen that affects your use? Sure. And then the I other like question it. is, what have you one? What's one thing that you've done this week that made you feel proud? Yeah. Made you feel good. Credit and yourself.
0: And if it's related to technology. Great. Good.
1: If not, we still want to hear it.
0: Yeah. Send us some good vibes.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. This has been millenniating. Peace out. Bye.